Hey guys, welcome back to the How To Podcast. The How To Podcast is a lifestyle podcast on creating life you want. This week, I have myself as the guest. I know that this goes against my whole podcast of bringing on people and talking about all these different things, but influencer marketing is something that I have always been super passionate about and something I've always wanted to talk about on the podcast. And I do plan to bring on more influencer marketing professionals as far as influencer marketing from the brand side of it. But I knew I had so much to say on this topic just because, you know, I work in it and I'm really, really passionate about it. And so I just wanted to come on here and give my two cents, things I've experienced in the industry and how I believe brands should use influencer marketing, where the industry is going, how to find influencers, talk to them, read their analytics, etc. So I'm so excited to ramble, ramble, ramble today um, and just stick with me. And I'm just so excited. So let's get started. Okay, so normally at this point, I would kind of be doing small talk with whatever guests we have on, but it's just me today. So just to give everybody listening a little background on me, if you're not familiar, I am currently um, over partnerships at Kodiak Cakes. And basically when I first started at Kodiak back in 2019, I was working a lot with influencers, both bigger influencers and smaller influencers. And as my position has evolved, I now work with athletes and dietitians and our super fans or ambassadors. And so it's been really awesome as far as building experience and I really feel like I am so passionate about this industry and so being able to work in it is awesome and I've learned so much and so I can't wait to share a lot of that with you. Most of what I'm going to be talking about today does have to do more so with the brand the brand side of it, um, less about what the influencer is going through. However, I did a really great podcast with Aubrey Howe, who runs Kale Couture on Instagram. She talks a lot about blogging and Instagramming, working with brands, things like that. So if you're wanting to listen from an influencer point of view, definitely check that podcast out. It's the second one. It's called How to Grow Your Blog. Again, had a really great conversation with her. And so if you're looking for a good influencer one, check that out. But the first thing I'm going to be talking about today is how brands work with influencers, right? So how do you know what influencers to work with? How do you find them? How do you contact them? So I think the first step would be to first nail down your personas, you know, who is buying your product, who is the main demographic, and who are those people really, really interested in. Um, ways to find them, you know, tangible steps and how to find influencers. There's there's kind of two ways. And the second way all kind of brings me into my third point. So I'll start with the first way. The first way is just kind of boots on the ground. You are looking at people who you want to represent your brand. So I'll use Kodiak, for example. You know, whenever I first started at Kodiak, we were looking for a lot of millennial moms for like this Mother's Day campaign. So the moms could be anywhere in the United States, so I would look up hashtags. I'd look hashtag mom blogger, hashtag mom foodie, hashtag mom of three. You know, you start looking at those relevant hashtags on Instagram and then finding people you like. Or if you at least have one person in your in your mind, go to them and then look who they're following and what post they're liking and look at their friends and you know you kind of start getting into these rabbit holes so that's a really good way to start building your list is just kind of boots on the ground look on instagram find these people another way that you can find people are through third-party platforms that 
the influencer will a lot of the time sign up for to be part of this platform. They'll give this platform basically clearance to pull their Instagram analytics so the brand can see you know what this person's engagement rate is, how many followers they have, how many average likes per post, how much the influencer is charging. So they use these third-party platforms and then a perk of being on these third-party platforms is that you get to basically have a huge database of influencers that you can contact. It has all their contact information so it's super easy to reach out. These platforms I'll kind of dig into them more next, but that's another really great way you can find influencers. And a lot of the times they'll have this big database and you can kind of filter it. So if you're looking for a 25 to 35 year old mom in Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, you can go on and you can check that. So you can say mom blogger, 25 to 35, Minneapolis, interests include, you know, being a mom, being active, whatever that may be. So these platforms are really, really nice because it kind of gives you a way to filter and a lot of the times these influencers are already signed up on the platform and so they don't have to go through a really intricate process of signing up after you find them through the platform. So they're pretty easy to work with if you're contacting them through the platform. Another thing, if you are not connecting with these influencers to the platform, you're going more boots on the ground, you're reaching out to them on Instagram, a few ways to contact them would be you can always DM them. I I think I was always someone who was kind of skeptical of the DM, you know, like do they have so many followers? Will they even see my message? And to be honest, there are going to be some influencers that just totally ignore your DM and they won't write back. But then there are a few that really will write back. And, you know, if you have a product or something that they're interested in and they're interested in working with you, you know, don't underestimate it. Another thing, though, is most influencers have like a contact me button. If you are looking on your desktop, it doesn't pop up. So you'll need to look on your phone, but you just click like, you know, like the contact and it usually has their email that you can reach out to them or maybe their agent or manager's email. Sometimes it has their phone number. Personally, I haven't ever called an Insta like an Instagram influencer or partner that I want to work with. So I probably wouldn't suggest that, but you know, if you need it, uh, I guess it's there. Something to keep in mind also whenever working with influencers is understand that a lot of the times and as the industry keeps growing, you really do need to pay your influencers to work with you. And again, a lot of times people will pay, brands will pay and free product. And I do think that is a really good way to initiate a good relationship between a brand and an influencer. But just don't be surprised if an influencer does come back and they want to negotiate with some kind of payment deal. Um, I kind of talk about this a little bit at the end too. So I'll save some of it for that. But the way that I think of it is if you are going to pay an influencer, try your very best to try to make it a long relationship or a long-term partnership because those partnerships in my experience have always worked best whenever you consistently work with someone you know if they want to be paid then you know come up with something some kind of deal where you can work with them for like a year opposed to just a one-off post I think that as the viewer it comes off way more authentic and then also as the influencer it really does show that you care about them and you want to integrate them in your brand opposed to just saying oh you have a lot of followers post about it. it's cool we're going to collect 
you know, those impressions and then we're not going to work together again. So I think that as far as working with influencers, just understand that, you know, payment probably is assumed that it, it'll, it'll be there. And so just be willing for that to come up. The next thing I want to touch on is different platforms to work with influencers on. So I kind of touched a little bit about this in that last section about, you know, how do you find influencers? Sometimes if you have a third party platform, then, you know, there's like this database of a bunch of influencers you can tap. And so I'm going to be talking about actual platforms to look into. And again, these are not the only platforms exist. These are the only platforms though I have experience on or I have used, whether it be on the brand side or, you know, the quote unquote influencer side, um, or both. And so my three top recommendations would be Maverick, Grin, and Aspire IQ. And basically what these platforms are, it's a way to facilitate communication with the brand and the influencer, making it a super seamless process that doesn't take up a ton of the brand's time. So if you think about it, you know, let's say that you have that Halloween campaign I was just talking about and you do boots on the ground and you go find all these influencers. Well, now you have to not only find all these influencers, but you have to contact them, which means you need to boots on the ground, find all their contact information, probably in like an Excel doc, then reach out to all of these influencers and then be able to tell them this is the campaign, this is the campaign details, this is what you would get if you joined this campaign, and then facilitating those conversations back and forth until the actual campaign went live. So, you know, it's not impossible because people do it and you can do it that way, but it does take a lot of time. And if, you know, you want to have a 200-person campaign, that's a lot of work to not only find 200 influencers by looking at accounts on Instagram, you know, and then getting all their contact information, facilitating that relationship and that communication with each individual one, whether it's sending updates or whatever to them, you know, it takes a lot of time. And so that's kind of where these platforms come in and they're really, really helpful with that. So from the brand side, I think that Maverick and Grin are probably my top two. I have worked with Aspire IQ and I Maybe they've, maybe they've changed it since the last time I worked with them, but I will say that I am way more of an advocate for the platforms of Maverick and Grin over Aspire IQ. So I think that Maverick is really, really nice, and I know Grin's the same way. They're pretty similar as far as being able to white label emails. So for example, if, you know, let's go back to that Halloween campaign, I'll just stick with that and you want to send out an email blast to 200 influencers and say, hey, this is the campaign details. Hey, you know, it's three days before posting. Here's a reminder to post. Hey, like this is how you'll be getting product um, if you're posting with us, or this is how you facilitate payment. And instead of having to individually send those 200 emails, or again, like just having to make sure you wait a few days before and write out this email on this platform you can schedule out all these emails to go out and the email will come from a you know like hello at yourbrand.com and it'll email the influencers and you can schedule messages that get sent out you can brand it with your logo and everything so it does look on brand you know that's the really really nice thing about maverick and grin and then also the emails that you send on the platform if people write back you can have it forwarded to your email so even though they're writing back this 
campaign email essentially that you set up on the platform, you're still able to reply to them with the ease of just replying from your inbox instead of having to always log on and respond to them. Whereas Aspire IQ, you know, it's not as integrated yet and there's just a lot of interface problems, you know, whenever I worked with them that I noticed. And so again, maybe they changed it, but from my experience, I think that Maverick and Grin are ruling. Another great thing about these platforms, like I kind of mentioned before, it does a really great job of having you know, influencers or partners sign up, being able to collect their information, putting it all in the database for you that's super easy to export and, you know, be able to send out packages or whatever. Also, just a way to have everything in one place and being able to pull results quickly after the campaign is over, you know, saying this is how many people you reach, this is how many impressions you have, this is the total amount of likes, comments, engagement rate, whatever. So it's really quick to easily see how the campaign did. And again, you set all of this up before the campaign really goes live. So once you set it up, you don't have to go back and, you know, manage it. And a lot of the times these platforms will have account managers, you know, if it really come, push comes to shoves, you know, be like, hey, can you, you know, approve all these people to go into the campaign or can, you know, can you help me out with this? So that's the really good things about it. But there are downsides of using this platform. Um, some of the downsides include, you know, that email service I was talking about, how they white label an email. You can make an email look like it came from your brand really easily. That is really great, and it is super nice, and it eliminates so much time off your plate. However, since it is a third-party platform, sometimes it just gets sent to someone's junk mail because email inboxes are pretty smart and they know when something's coming from a third-party platform so just something to look out for there um that can be really difficult you know you tell an influencer that you're really psyched about you want to work with them but maybe their email from you since it was sent from that platform doesn't get to them and that might just be kind of an error on the platform but there's also really not much you can do. I mean, that's just how email servers are set up. They know when things are sent from third-party platforms. So that's just something to keep in mind with. Another thing would be that they're just expensive. Um, it really, really varies as far as how much it is per month, but you know, it starts to get in like that, you know, it's, it's I don't want to, I don't want to speak to prices because I do know it changes and depending on the salesperson you get you can come up with deals but you know anywhere from 20 to 50,000 a year um, is a pretty good accurate cost of what this is going to cost you to have this platform so just make sure you're aware of that um, that it is expensive and then another downside of having these platform is that you do lose that face not and not even face to face because it's over email but that personable touch um, instead of just being like hey all who's working in this campaign here are the campaign details whereas if you're working more in a you're not working on the platform and you're working with influencers you know one-on-one -on -one, it can be like hey lily uh just so you know here's the campaign details hope you're doing well blah 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 so you lose that personable touch i think at the end of the day if you, if the goal of your company, your brand is to basically just do these huge, huge influencer campaigns with 100 to 200 influencers per camera, even campaign, or even like 50 influencers per campaign, when you're working with numbers that are so big like that, yeah, I think the platforms are really, really great. 
if you want to have you know just like five big contracted influencers that you work with annually and you want to work really closely with them then yeah i probably wouldn't use those platforms so again that all kind of just depends on the goals of your brand and what you want your partnerships program to be like the next thing we're going to touch on is analytics how to read analytics if an influencer were to send them to you what it means how to read it things like that so the first thing is knowing the difference between impressions versus reach i think a lot of brands mix this up or they don't know the difference um and that can really skew results sometimes. So impressions is how many time your content was viewed and reach is how many people your content reached. So for example, let's say I put a video out on Twitter and my impressions are a thousand, but my reach is 10. A lot of times companies will just take impressions and say, oh, that got 10,000 impressions and that sounds really good, right? It sounds like it had 10,000 people looking at it, but that's not necessarily the case, just, just how many views they have. And so it kind of sounds better than it really is if you don't know what it means. And again, that video, again, could have 10,000 views, but only, what did I say, like uh, 100 for the reach or whatever either way it's like even if the impressions are high reach is truly how many people individual different people saw it and so to get a more accurate reading on how many you know people you're actually touching with your campaign how many people actually saw it look at reach and if you're looking just for like basically view count that's impressions and again getting into the really nitty-gritty what counts as an impression or a view you know as far as it comes to video content that can really differ per platform that you're using so for example I know on Facebook at least a few as of a few years ago if your video let's say you're scrolling on the news feed and someone watches five seconds of your video that's considered a view or an impression whereas you know, maybe on Instagram, they have to watch the first 30 seconds to be considered a view or an impression. So that really just differs between the platforms. But again, reach is how many physical people you are reaching and impressions is how many views that your video has. The next thing is engagement rate. This is really difficult because this really varies. So engagement rate is essentially basically the engagement that your posts are getting a lot of the times the platforms that you use that maverick that grin that aspire that i talked about earlier or influencer marketing hub is a popular one it's a website you can go on and do influencer calculator you can type in someone's name you can see what their engagement rate is how many average likes they get um you know impressions reach whatever but what's difficult about all of those is that it takes the average from your last 12 posts. So maybe your last 12 posts haven't been performing as well. Well, on these sites, it's gonna look like your engagement rate went down even though if it necessarily didn't. And engagement rate is an interesting topic because every platform essentially takes in different metrics. So for example, Instagram, when they're coming up with an engagement rate, they're thinking of how many impressions do you have, how many reach do you have, how many people commented, liked, how many people shared your post, how many people saved your post, how many profile views did you get from that one um, post. 
and where on Twitter it might just be the likes, the retweets, and the replies. And so obviously those are really different metrics to take. And so just, you know, however your brand decides to track engagement rate, just make sure that everyone's on the same page of being like, all right, this is how we calculate engagement rate. And also understand when you're going on these third-party platforms to look up someone's engagement rate or influencer marketing hub, again, it's only taking it from X amount, the X average of X amount of posts. And so that can really, really vary too. When it comes to analytics and influencers you know basically instagram is kind of rolling out this new feature of taking away likes and i think some instagrams have already been hit with it where it just says you know lily and others liked this post so you don't see how many instagram posts each post is getting on the brand side that's a little difficult because you don't know how influential your influencer is at that point you know it's really really easy to buy followers and i know like it's kind of a i feel like it's almost a joke like everyone's like oh yeah you bought your followers but there really are people out there who are buying their followers you can go on this third party platform essentially and say i want a thousand followers and i want them by next week and basically what these companies will do is they'll make a lot of bot Instagram accounts and have them follow you. You can also buy likes and comments. And so (laughs) that can sometimes mess up your engagement rate as far as, you know, how truthful is this? But just knowing that where the industry is headed, if you can't see likes on someone's, you know, Instagram, then not being shy and asking the influencers to share, you know, their analytics with the company and also, mentioning what metrics they're taking into account when it comes to finding their engagement rate so a lot of times sometimes people will just do like the likes and comments of an instagram post divided by however many impressions it got or views and so you know that is a way but again everyone's definition is different of what they consider to be an engagement rate so just make sure you're ready to ask the influencer and be comfortable asking them to send over their analytics and also I think a really good way to see how influential someone is is to look at their story views in Maverick and well I don't know about Maverick I know they think in Grin and actually I think Maverick too they are able to pull your Instagram story analytics so they can see how many people viewed it maybe how many people clicked on the tag that you tagged but just know that that is difficult and a lot of the times I think it would almost be easier just to have the influencer send you a screenshot of how many people are viewing their stories and how many people clicked on your tag those kind of things I think Instagram stories are going to continue to be really really big in this influencer space so kind of a wrap on that Impression is basically a view. Reach is how many physical people you're touching. So a lot of the times people will see that their reach is lower than their impression. And then engagement rate. Again, there are resources out there to help you figure out what an influencer's engagement rate is. But just take it with a grain of salt because it really could just be an average from the last 12 posts. Or maybe the influencer buys their followers and likes and comment like, you know, their engagement. And then also just knowing being aware of that and then not being shy to ask the influencer to send over their metrics 
as far as you know how many store reviews did they get how many people clicked on our name if they tagged us things like that so that's kind of the takeaway from that section this next part is me talking about basically where I think the industry is going and then just what the future of influencer marketing looks like and so I kind of mentioned this again earlier but I think some of the best partnerships that I have experienced have come from partnerships that have the intent to last a long time so doing those long-term partnerships like I was talking about I think long gone are the days that we have the typical influencer marketing posts you know I'm gonna pick on HelloFresh here HelloFresh I feel like is the mecca when it comes to influencer marketing right when I think of influencer marketing HelloFresh and the FabFitFun box or whatever those were the two of the first kind of things that really hit the industry and made them look stereotypical if that makes sense you know you think of a HelloFresh ad influencer ad and a FabFitFun box and I can picture it in my head it's someone in front of a ring light with curled hair opening the box with their mouth wide open and smiling that to me is what a stereotypical influencer marketing partnership looks like and those were the first two brands to kind of make that stereotypical and so Again, where is the industry going? It's definitely not slowing down, but again, rethinking on how we have these partnerships is going to be huge. So again, the first thing is having long-term partnerships, but that also means, again, being really patient for the right influencer to represent your brand and an influencer who truly cares about your product because the worst thing would be to sign a year contract with someone who hasn't even tried your product or they don't like it, and then now they're in a one-year contract. So it does take more effort is finding the right people, but the right people are definitely out there. So long-term partnerships is super, super important. Um, also, just the person's relevancy. I was reading this article that Vans put out, or they were mentioned in the other day, and saying that you know Vans were some of the first people or first brands to really do influencer marketing but at that time influencer marketing was basically just athlete programs and so they got together basically with the best uh, skateboarders and people in that community and really you know they were sponsoring really big skateboarders and that's how they kind of grew in that space and I think that we as brands can learn a lot from that um, we might not be selling shoes and we might not go be going in targeting that skater community but finding relevant people for what your audience is interested in so for example um just going to pick a brand let's just pick on hellofresh um because we already are and so let's you know kind of revamp it for them who is hellofresh's main audience they kind of have a lot but let's focus in on the young professional they are new to the working world they don't have a lot of time to cook you know finding people who this age group and demographic this persona really really relates to it's important so you know i think if you even dive in deeper you say okay we want 25 to 30 year old young professionals who are women who are around the age of 25 through 27 they enjoy a good glass of wine with their friends on monday nights i would maybe target someone who is on the bachelor because it seems like from that demographic that the audience is really into you know the bachelor franchise and so finding someone like you know hannah brown or i'm trying to think of other bachelor alum but you know finding people from the bachelor and having them promote your product you know if that's what is showing your demographic is most interested in so in that bands article what i was saying is 
they early on came up with kind of this formula of how influencer marketing works and how it thrives and it's basically the partnership needs to be long term it needs to be an integrated partnership and from that comes some of the best influencer marketing another thing that's really important to keep in mind when in this industry and building your influencer program for your brand is understanding that these relationships need to be more integrated again like i mentioned before long gone are the days of just smiling with a box of whatever the company sees you you know think about some ways that you can really integrate creative content with the influencer so for example um something i love are the alani new energy drinks um, not to flex, I have been on the Alani New Katie Hearn train forever. So I know these drinks are like blowing up with everyone and everyone loves them. But basically it's like this cutesy feminine pre-workout brand. And so, you know, if I am doing the influencer marketing over there, instead of just finding a huge fitness influencer and being like, so-and-so loves using Alani News energy drinks for workouts in the mornings you know try to find people who are wanting to do more than that right like they want to have a more deep and integrated partnership with you and your brand so if you're partnering with someone who's a fitness influencer can they write a workout or do a live instagram live workout or you know if you're needing someone to do recipes can they work with you and do some kind of recipe creation and you post it with the with the recipe or can they do also like a live kind of teaching online event thing whatever you know again how can you make this as integrated as possible and not just making it feel like it's just like this transaction partnership of we want this we pay you this you do this that's it um so i think we're going to see a lot of more integrated content ideas and just better relationships with influencers come forward Again, finding long-term partnerships and getting more integrated with your content ideas. And then one of the last things as far as where the industry is going and how you as a brand can be really prepared to put on a really good influencer program, I think it's just being really, really aware of trends that are happening in social media and also understanding every social app that your brand plans to be on and understand it well understand where it's going and understand you know the algorithm and what's popular on the platform so you know i think this is one of the best lessons i've learned is you know for example i had downloaded tiktok in october of 2019 so like it has really really not hit its peak yet but i am on there i'm trying to learn the news feed i'm trying to learn how to use the app because you know i'm thinking maybe one day this will blow up boom then quarantine happens and now tiktok is huge um and so being an early adapter onto these platforms these social platforms that you could potentially find partners on so so important i think tiktok or not tiktok chipotle did a really really great thing with tiktok they were one of the first brands on the platforms and they were super super established so then by the time quarantine hits and everyone's on tiktok they already have a trending chipotle lid flip with david dobrik or things like that so it's really important to know the ins and the outs of the platform some platforms i'm keeping my eye on right now tiktok obviously i do think it's starting we're starting to see a slow slow change from tiktok as far as creators and where they're going 
you know, you look at a lot of the young creators and they're making sure that they're posting their TikToks, but when you look at what they're seeding themselves into, they are really putting themselves, you know, into YouTube, into, you know, business, entrepreneurship, things like that, or, you know, they're doing acting or singing. They're trying to find a seed in just in, in not the TikTok platform because I think they all know kind of maybe it's going down or really, really changing. And so that's one platform I'm keeping my eye out for. Another platform I'm keeping my eye out for is Clubhouse. Clubhouse hasn't been blowing up in the way that I thought it would. I have attended a few Clubhouse sections. It was really cool being able to sit in a room with like Damon John who is on Shark Tank and understanding how he works and it just felt like you were on like a personable Zoom call. It really was awesome. But again, how do you get on there and find out what's doing well on the platform and how can you essentially bring influencer marketing if your brand decides to go into that area? Those are some things that you definitely need to be thinking about when scouting out the newest social apps, the trends, and where it's going. Another reason that trends are super important to follow when you're in this space and with partners is that people are getting canceled all the time. And it's just good to know what's going on so you don't actually make the mistake of you know, having someone on who doesn't represent your brand well. A really good example of this, if you're, you know, if I'm talking pop culture, would be people like David Dobrik and James Charles, who are under a lot of fire right now of things that they have done. And they think that, you know, staying on top of those trends and knowing that those two are trouble, that's really, really important. So you can make sure that you're not partnering with problematic people. Another app I think that we should be watching out for to kind of backtracking is YouTube. I really, really don't feel like we've even hit our peak in YouTube yet. Yes, there are a few uh, YouTubers that are really, really killing it, but I don't even think we've scratched the service as far as finding a way to really do intricate and integrated YouTube partnerships. The very last thing, and again, I've, I've mentioned this throughout the whole thing, but I think it's also just willingness to be a, like willingness to be able to adapt and change and understand the influencer landscape is constantly changing you know influencer marketing in a way has been around for a long time as far as like taking a person of influence and trying to influence a consumer's decision to buy your product for example any athlete on the Wheaties box you know what I mean like that is influencing people to say, oh, if this person can run the Olympics and win the Olympics, then I can eat Wheaties for breakfast and get through my day. You know what I mean? So while yes, the idea of influencer marketing and finding a person of influence to influence a consumer's decision has been around for a long time, what we know today as influencer marketing is still so, so new. And we're constantly learning and evolving in this industry. Understand you know, understanding how to work with people, what is the best way to partner with people, how do you, you know, have an integrated relationship, even if this person is super, super busy, you know, there's always things changing in this landscape. And so I think, you know, besides just keeping up with trends and coming up with integrated content ideas and doing these long-term partnerships and understanding the apps, like, again, it's just willingness to want to be able to do that because that is what the job I think will always require is to always stay on top of the trends because the minute you stop being trendy and knowing what's really hitting it's you know it's hard to 
hard to do influencer marketing, quite frankly. And so, yeah, I think that just understanding all facets and what could be with influencer marketing and being patient with it, that is such a huge key for success. And I think my very last tidbit of anyone who's looking to get into this influencer partnerships space and they don't necessarily know where to start or how to build their experience, I... I got the job at Kodiak when I <laughs> didn't have any work experience in the influencer space, but, and I say this a lot, and I think I've said this on like the first podcast when I was introducing myself, but if you don't have experience in something, give yourself experience. You know, if you were watching the podcast like promo for this episode, like I put together a compilation of whenever I was deciding to be this micro influencer and I was able to get a lot of free products from brands and posts for them in exchange for free product you know that is that really really honestly helped me get the job at Kodiak I didn't have any work experience in the influencer space but I really wanted to learn and I had done a lot of research on my own time I had done the micro influencing so I could see what it would look like from the brand side and the influencer side What I'm trying to say is if you want experience in the influencer industry, it's a lot more readily available at your fingertips than you might even think. You know, just do your research, do, you know, whatever, even if it's reaching out to brands that you really admire, reaching out to their partnerships person and just networking, you know. Like I have been saying, this industry is so new, you know, within the last five years, it's like incredibly evolved. And so don't be discouraged if you don't have any influencer marketing or partnerships marketing experience I do believe a lot of that can be taught but just you know just go for it and just because you don't have all these years of influencer marketing but you know behind you like not everyone does even in the industry you know influencer industry so definitely just set yourself up for success find really soft and hard skills that would help you excel in the position and just go for it because this is truly truly I could not have picked a better industry or path to be in I I love what I do I love working with people and this is truly I would say my dream job so that is kind of my two cents on influencer marketing where I think the industry is going how to work with influencers and again this was all kind of said on a really high skill kind of vague I do plan to bring on more people who are in the industry who have more experience than me people I look up to people I would almost consider experts in the field um to talk a little more about some of these topics more in depth but I just wanted to give a really general overview of any brand is listening to this or someone who's wanting to get into influencer marketing I think this is a really good place to start as far as just understanding influencer marketing on a really high level so I want to thank everybody for listening this week I really really appreciate it and thank you for letting me ramble not like you really had a choice I guess but this has really been the best I love talking about this stuff when I started the how-to podcast I really thought about just making it an influencer podcast because I feel like there's so many facets to it so many little things to it and so you know obviously I didn't end up doing that but what I'm trying to say is that I have a lot to say and I really really am passionate about this so Thank you so much for listening and I am so excited that I got to talk about this. My line is always open for anyone who ever wants to talk about the influencer industry or needs advice or, you know, your brand looking for something, you know, please always feel free to reach out to me. Like I said, I love talking about this. So 
Thank you again so much for listening, and we will see everybody next week. Thanks. Hey guys, it's Lily. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting. If you ever want to find a way to help support me even more, you can rate this five stars on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Spotify. Again, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.